If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, welcome to Unlocked, episode 292. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a ton of stuff, including Star Wars Battlefront 2's story mode, uh, which we got a bunch of details on from Celebration. Uh, Shadow of War, it's our IGN first uh, for the month. Brandon uh, has a ton to say about it. E3 Fan Fest and Microsoft's plans for that, uh, as well as a bunch of games that have uh, come out recently, including uh, Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy and The Sexy Brutale. Mm. Uh, my name is not Ryan McCaffrey because he is on vacation. My name is also not Alana Pierce because she's on a cool secret work trip. Uh, but I'm Marty Sleva. Joining me uh, is Brandon Tyrell. Howdy. Jonathan Dornbush. Hello there. And Destin Legary. Hey, everybody. I was really worried you weren't going to be here today, and I didn't know what the show would be. <laughs> I would just get here and apologize <laughs> to the camera. These are the replacements. Profusely, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's actually a, a decent amount of things to talk yeah. about, including yeah. games we played and games we're going to play. Uh, starting with Star Wars Battlefront 2, um, obviously there was this sort of leak last week of a quick 30-second trailer that yeah. showcased some stuff. Uh, we got the full trailer. Yeah. Wow. We got the full shebang uh, this weekend at Celebration. Uh, obviously, uh, EA Motive is working on the single player. DICE is working on the multiplayer. Criterion is working on the space stuff. Uh, let's start with the uh, single player. So we're going to have a story mode in this game. Yeah. And we got to probably full disclosure this every time yeah. uh, we talk about it because uh, the story mode is co-written by uh, Walt Williams, who uh, worked at 2K for a long time and wrote Spec Ops The Line. And worked at IGN for 20 years. Yeah. And he worked at IGN for t- IGN founder yes. Walt Williams. Yeah. Uh, but no, and also uh, co-written by Mitch Dyer. So when Mitch yeah. uh, left a year ago, he went to go to Motive. And this is what he's writing. He used to sit there. Yeah, well, used to sit right here. I mean, we never sat. He I'll never try. sat in the studio. He, he was in the middle yeah. middle seat. Yeah. Should yeah. we leave a seat open for him yeah. like Elijah? So, yeah. <laughs> just, just pour one out yeah. for Mitch every episode. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact that we said Mitch died several times yeah. he didn't die he's he just in montreal doing a star Wars. he's yeah, yeah. He's dire. uh but yeah so in his story mode uh follows uh our hero uh Aiden versio uh she is a uh sort of an elite imperial uh special forces special forces member of the inferno squad yes. uh and the game sort of picks up uh it's the battle of endor she's been sent down to endor with her squad presumably to take out the rebel scum mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she looks up and the death star explodes 
And God, yeah, what a cool Spoiler shot. That yeah. Was too. Yeah. And then like Ron Howard's narration comes in and was like, that is not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the story, <laughs> the story spans for uh, 30 years. It's pretty much from the end of Jedi to, uh, we saw some stuff at Starkiller Base. So yeah. the, you know, the, the meat and potatoes of uh, what happened Force to the Awakens. After, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, what do you guys think about this story playing from the point of view of an elite imperial officer dealing with the fall of the empire? I, I can't wait to see where her journey takes her. Uh, I definitely want to see, uh, obviously the beginning we see sort of in the trailer and like what catapults her to go on this almost revenge tale seemingly like. yeah uh i just want to see what happens and how does she learn that she's on the wrong side yeah uh, that's what i want to see yeah well and i know they've said that you'll be able to play as some other characters in the single yeah. player like kylo. pretty major characters yeah. they specifically kylo. mentioned luke and, and kylo luke. Yeah. yeah but i i love the idea that it spans 30 years because i kind of want to play this character when she's older too yeah like the concept yeah. of that will be able to play her 30 years after maybe she's in her 20s, 20s? I would assume. yeah so we're gonna be playing what what action game or do you play as a 55 to yeah, 65 exactly. year old woman like what, that would be awesome yeah. what i love about that is the setup is she is this sort of empire special forces elite unit right and she believes the empire is good because that's just how she was brought up and then i'm really 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 curious and i think you know mission wall are going to nail it but i i'm really curious to see 30 years later if her views of the empire her views of the rebellion have changed at all i kind of don't want that like i want to play as someone who i want to uh, i want to humanize an imperial high-ranking imperial officer who grew up like the planet she grew up on her dad was like an imperial dignitary and the the planet willingly gave itself Mm -hmm. over to the empire and they embraced the empire it was like stuff's not that bad here we got i imagine it'll be blossoms (laughs) (laughs) uh in the story i'm sure it'll be that she'll be tempted to the light side because that's just the thing of Star Wars, but I think in the end, like I would, I can totally foresee the end of the game being she sacrifices herself for the cause of the Empire. Like she is still with them no matter what. That'd be what I want to see. I don't want to see her sacrifice her ideals at the beginning and eventually go over to the side of light. It would be great to see her stick to her guns. And like, what if she comes face to face with Luke, the man basically responsible for blowing up the Death Star? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, killing probably tons of her pals. Yeah, Yeah. that's something. Like, so this is what Force Unleashed did, right? Is like you had uh, the protagonist in that who was evil, and then you know, Mm -hmm. you know, made that transition to good. And I'm actually with you on that. I don't want to see that either. Like, I don't want to see her. At the end of the game, realize, oh, the rebellion was right all along. Like, I want to see that humanized version. And the fact that Walt wrote uh, Spec Ops The Line, mm-hmm. which is, you know, ostensibly you're the good guy. And at the end of the game, you're wondering, are you the good guy? Yeah. And I would love to see that approach taken here as well and have her stick to her guns. Yeah. Like, her ideals are correct. Yeah. You know? um, but I'm curious in 30 years if that changes. Yeah, same. Yeah, uh, yeah and we know we're going to visit some familiar planets, some unfamiliar planets. Uh, she has this sort of – we can assume that the combat's going to be similar. Similar to, to Battlefront, she has this yeah, like shoulder probe droid. Yeah, it looks. My 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 hot take is that you're gonna be able to scan things because yeah. in every video game this year you scan things. It, yeah, it looks yeah, a lot yeah. like Wildlands, where you like put the drone out. Yeah, like, let's go, go for it. I think if it's like a Metroid Prime style, like first person, then you're scanning the environment. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, I can totally get behind that. Yeah. Uh, and also like, uh, yeah, I've known again. Full disclosure, I've known and been pals with Walt for a couple of years, despite the fact that he wrote one of the most serious harrowing games of all time. He's also one of the funniest people I've ever met. Yeah. So yeah. I. Don't expect this game to be a complete wet blanket. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that being said. Um, I think the droid might be sassy, like K2SO. Ooh. 
Sassy droid. Sassy droid. Yeah. Sassy shoulder droid. Sassy shoulder droid. Uh, we also got details that it's uh, coming out on November 17th. Yep. Uh, it's going to be playable a week early on EA Early Access on yeah. Xbox. Which is cool. Um, then we got some more multiplayer details. Uh, as we predicted, it's going to span uh, the prequel eras to the new movies. So Darth Maul. Yeah, we saw Darth Maul. We saw Kamino. Uh, yeah, we saw Yoda. We yeah. saw Kylo. Um, I really hope they lean into some of that prequel stuff because despite the fact that those are bad movies, there are interesting places. Totally. And yeah, enemy design sure. and character design. Like, I want to play as a Gungan. I uh, want to play as a as, as a battle droid and a, a like in a droidica. Well, that's the cool thing, right? Is is reading the uh, the multiplayer preview on IGN right now. Joe Scrabbles was saying that they're focused so much more on your own class and your own character this time around, but they're also still playing in those timelines. So your whatever your grunt soldier is going to be a. Um, you know, like a stormtrooper and also a battle droid. And also a first order. Also a first order soldier, depending on what era you play in. But they're always that same character with your same skills and all that. Yeah, it is like class-based character progression. So not to, like, I mean, everyone wants to compare everything to Overwatch now. Because Overwatch was the first game that allowed you to uh, choose different characters that have different abilities. First time history ever. of time. Yeah, do you remember like Street Fighter took yeah. a lot from Overwatch because Blanco no. was different than E Honda. <laughs> Street Fighter? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, I think that's cool that there's, uh, that sort of class progression is going to exist in characters as well yeah. as ships. Yeah. Um, we didn't, we don't know a ton about the space battles. You know, it was one of the things that everyone wanted in, uh, Battlefront 1. We don't know if you're going to be able to no man's sky yourself from the ground to orbit to right. out of orbit. Yeah. I yeah. assume not. I'm wondering if it's like that, uh, that, you know, ships only combat that was in the first one where everyone spawns in a ship and you all just dogfight. Likely, but probably just a bit more fleshed out. Yeah. Especially with the legacy of ship. There's a character the size of Yoda. Do you think they'll let you play as young Anakin? The kid Anakin? God. Because if there's space battles, he knows. Here's a question. Do you think the hitbox will be the same? Because I'm having odd job flashbacks from Golden You need the counter to Yoda, but he was good then. I really, they also said that there's going to be hero progression so that you sort of level up heroes. And so, I, they're not going to do this, but I love the idea that Darth Vader is the top tier yeah. and that baby Anakin is, is level <laughs> one. Or that you start off with like farm boy Luke who just has yeah. like a rake. Yeah. Before you get to Master oh, Jedi yeah. Luke. Before you get to yeah. Master Jedi Luke. Quick, Luke, deploy your yeah, power converter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Anakin um, just rolls around in a pod racer. Yeah. <laughs> I do want pod racing. I've, I've won a crazy Oh man, I love that game. I still play it, right? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I played that with Donald Gleason. Really? Sorry, yeah. Wow. Name drop. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Classic box. You know me. <laughs> Why was that dude in that movie? For like five seconds? I don't know. He's yeah. such a good actor. Everything, I hope he's in the next one more. Everything he could have yeah. done could have been Captain Phasma. Like Captain Phasma, they could have made yeah. either of those characters better by having the other one not exist. Yeah. That's a weird just thing to complain about. Uh, but yeah, we're going to, I'm sure, get uh, a lot more um, come E3 in terms of multiplayer. I'm sure it's going to be playable there at yep. the, the EA Showcase Bonanza thing the official title that's the yeah. official yeah and yeah. it ends in a question mark because we're yes. not entirely sure what <laughs> yes. they named it is it gonna happen title. i don't know <laughs> yeah uh, i take it they did so well with the first one i can't wait to see what they yeah. what, I mean, how they improve it yeah. it looks like the first one was such a good framework and it yeah. looks like yeah. now they're addressing the things like and, i don't want to pick up those stupid tokens to get my tie fighter yeah, yeah. My yeah. you're gonna yeah. earn your hero it's like a yes. uh, resource yeah. system yeah right? um yeah and i think the, the first game reminds me a lot when it launched, it had a lot of the same uh, criticisms that Destiny had yeah. in terms of like sort of a bare bones collection. Yeah. And then over yeah. the course of a year, it added a ton of content. And then the yeah. Game of the Year, or whatever you want to call it, edition had a ton of stuff in it. Yeah. So I hope this launches with enough stuff that everyone's happy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's sort of the story of shooters these days is like Titanfall, right? Like yeah. super, yeah. super yeah. dope yeah. proof of concept. And then Titanfall 2 came out and kind of delivered everywhere. Yeah. That, and yeah. Except in the fact that none of you bought it because you're all monsters. <laughs> 
Well, to be fair, like I'm, I'm actually wondering about this. Didn't sell well enough for them. Yeah. No, yeah. November is historically the Call of Duty month, right? And yeah. then, I yeah. don't know, you know, we haven't heard anything about a new Battlefield yet, but you know, Battlefront and Call of Duty. I'm wondering if we get that cluster of shooters again, and now yeah. you have to pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so this is the furthest Destiny. date we have. Destiny. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, Destiny. That's no, fine. it's true. I mean, the thing it's is, fair. Destiny's in Destiny's early September. Anything. Yeah, they're they're so, cleared of that. Yeah, it's final. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, yeah. But you had Battlefield and Titanfall and Call of Duty. And like, yeah. That was. That was exceptionally like yeah. that um, usually just the two yeah um, um yeah i mean the other things but, in november that yeah i guess could happen could be call of duty yeah. red dead and then yeah. I mean, mario but then, yeah but then some of the first part is gonna get delayed though i think everything's gonna get delayed yeah which it's a good way to live. Yeah. I died on the hill that Rise of the Tomb Raider was going to get delayed after I finished it. You don't, you don't live a quarter mile at a time. You live like six months. Yeah, delay I live six at a time. months. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yes, we're going to have so much more uh, in the coming months uh, and look for uh, more hot takes at E3. Uh, speaking of games this fall, I guess technically games this late summer. Yeah. Uh, Shadow of War is our IGN first for the month. Oh, yeah. uh, Brandon, you've been uh, helming that. Yeah. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff. But what is your? I mean, you know, we have a ton of the videos up on the site. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. There's a there's a bunch of stuff already up there. You can find it all at go.ign.com/slash/shadow of war. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I flew out to Kirkland uh, late last month, early this month, and really just you know got the full the full look at everything that they're mm-hmm. doing and. Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor to me was just such an awesome, like, action adventure game. Oh, yeah. And it was super cool to be in the Lord of the Rings as a, as a, as a big Middle Earth nerd myself, like, getting to play in that time, even if things are, you know, tweaked from the, the, the canon or whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, things are tweaked, things are moving around. That's fine for me. The, the, the fact that you get to play in this world. And what I saw is like the Nemesis system, what they're doing is they're just totally amping it up to the next level, right? Nemesis 2.0. Um, I went in wondering, like, is it going to be more of the same? And yeah. a lot of the, the structure is there, but it's so blown out. Like the personalities of the orcs that I saw. Um, you know the different uh, abilities and, and sort of packs and tribes that they run in. Um, they they showed they showed me this like sort of diagram of like the the customization of an orc, right? Which is you start at the bare bones level of the tribe that they're in, and then the class, and then the advanced class, and then the personality, and then the mm-hmm. elemental uh, uh, affix that they have on them, like fire or ice or whatever. And then you add the different weaknesses and strengths, and then you add the armor. So it's yeah. like the the odds of two people seeing the same orc in their playthrough through i feel like the odds of getting hit by a fallen airplane part are better you know (laughs) it's just there's so much there and um well it could be sort of like a weird comparison but the borderlands to gun gun system or like it's just a bunch of random stuff but you see similar sort of archetypes yeah exactly and and you'll definitely see like the same sorts of them right like you'll still see the same hunter guy probably from the same tribe too but guarantee you they won't have the same personality and they won't have the same strengths and weaknesses. You'll have to fight them differently. And whether or not those differences are enough to really sell you on it, um, what I saw um, is is, it's all super early, but it was really, really promising. (laughs) And the area has been so much bigger. The fortress sieges are super dope. Yeah, actually, there was actually urban areas. Yeah, Yeah. so yeah, yeah, they're making a human city, so now you actually, you know, we have have this video up on the site right now. I I urge everyone to check it out if you're interested in the game, but there's uh, Minas Ithil is the human city now, and you go in and you actually get sort of this foothold in uh, humanity that was missing from the first game. Totally. You're like a rogue man behind enemy lines. Yeah. And it was sort of like this Vietnam almost story, right? Yeah. Like uh, you're surrounded. Uh, this time around, you actually have that bastion, that reminder of what you're fighting for. And, and from there, you go off and you start to do your whole mm-hmm. conquering of Mordor. And there's just a huge amount of variety that I've seen. And the, the, the areas are like 
no joke, just massive. They're huge. Um, I saw a couple of them. I saw all of the new animals and, and dragons and monsters that they're adding in. We'll have some of that stuff up, uh, for you this week or next week. Um, but there's just a lot to love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I know <clears throat> some of that gameplay that came out looks roughish right now because mm-hmm. it's an alpha mm-hmm. but like the the systems and the features and the mechanics that they're adding into it like are really they totally sold me on it yeah i mean yeah. that's the the stuff under the hood is the stuff that you want in place early yeah. Um, yeah. like you can very easily go through a couple final levels of polish in the last totally. few months totally. and, and clean that up uh you know some games do some games don't um yeah i mean, I mean huge improvement with like gears of war for example oh yeah totally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. phenomenal mm-hmm. by the you remember like when they first released that multiplayer footage and was like the alpha, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like the way they're tying it into Lord of the Rings, you get to fight the Nazgul, and it's they, a bunch of stuff in the movies. Yeah, yeah it, it ties in the movies really well. And what I really love is Michael DePlatter, the VP of Creative over there, who's sort of like overseeing the narrative and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he said is he wants this game to be sort of analogous to Rogue One, in which it okay. sets up the Hobbit into the Lord of the Rings. Like it wants to cover that span. And they have all these really cool narrative ideas that again are pulled from the lore. Like Minas Ithil became Minas Morgul 2000 years before the Hobbit, but it works in the context of this game. And there's a super big interview up right now that has all kinds of really awesome details about that kind of stuff. So um, I urge everyone to go check it out. We'll have more stuff. I know April's coming to a close, but we'll have Mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff next week and and, uh, check it out. It's shaping up to be one of my most anticipated games of the year. I love Shadow Mortars. Uh, watching your coverage of two, just seeing that the combat system's still there is basically yeah. what sold me. I remember hopping into the first one for the first time at E3. Guy teaches me the controls, then I hop and I do an 86 hit combo, and he's like, "What?" I'm like, "It's the Batman." It's the Batman. Oh, yeah, totally. Exact yeah. Batman yeah. mechanics. Well, yeah, but with blood and gore, yeah. which makes yeah. it well. Awesome. There's a ton of blood and gore, but there's also yeah. things that Batman could never do. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's a new skill this time around, which if you go to Weird IGN this week, yeah. yeah, you might see something about it. But he goes and does a stealth kill, and then the wraith in him goes and just goes murder, 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 yes. murder, and kills so like cool. eight guys, and then he's done, and you finish your stealth kill, and it's like, I just cleared this entire room out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's super. Super dope, and uh, you say Batman never did that. Yeah, I don't think Batman yeah. ever uh, murdered. I don't mm-hmm. think he yeah. ever. Stabbed. Wait till Zack Snyder's The Justice League. Yeah, <laughs> Dark Knight Two. Yeah. Batman stabs a dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm super stoked for this, and this is. Yeah. Uh, I think it's coming out at a good time. It's that it's, uh, yeah, that, it's that window that is like, all right, this is the game that is like, all right, falls about to start. Yeah. Everyone yeah. play this. Uh, you know, assuming it's, it hits its August date. Um, yeah, and that's sort of where it was. The first one was yeah. too, right? It, and yeah, it's sort of a WB area because that's where they also did Arkham Asylum. Yeah, um, yeah, yep, 100. Um, I really, really am excited to play this game and i uh i'm excited for you guys to see the rest of the uh the footage this month so again go.ign.com slash shadow of war go there check that out plug plug (laughs) Plug. uh yeah i'm sure this will be one of the games at e3 in may Er, that's june (laughs) (laughs) oh boy simply of a a segway car crash (laughs) fest of some Uh, segues from now on my gosh (laughs) uh so obviously e3 this uh year is the first e3 open to the public uh and microsoft is taking that opportunity with uh, e3 fan fest which uh they sort of talked about this week in terms of uh 500 people members of the public are gonna be able to uh sign up for this and it's going to to give you access to Microsoft's uh, press briefing on Sunday, yep. uh, which is super cool. That's uh, the the conferences at E3. It's like one thing to watch them on the streams. Yeah. It's another it's thing so to cool be to be in, that in, being in the room when the lights go down. Yeah, and a lot of yeah. a lot of times you'll get free stuff. You'll get uh, when they revealed Project Natal, you got like a weird stoner poncho, <laughs> uh, which I'm sure goes for tens, revealed, if not twenties of when dollars. They Mario, everyone got their own toddler. Yeah, everyone. Do you have They gave away consoles though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a uh, yeah a bunch of the stuff slims. there. They gave away the slims, I think. Oh yeah. 
yeah, they did. Yeah. And this, yeah, it'll be exciting because that'll probably be the first time we see Scorpio footage in real life. Yes, most yeah. likely. And, um, uh, I mean, I'm with the Scorpio too. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, awesome. and then well, it's hands on uh, the following night, the Monday night at a at a private preview event, which is an event that some of us will probably be at too, because yeah. uh, generally Monday night, uh, Microsoft and Sony and Ubisoft hold hands-on events where you get to play games and then sort of wait and preview them the next morning, um, which is always nice. Uh, So that's just a cool reminder that, uh, you know, people are reaching out and doing cool things for the public E3, Mm -hmm. which I think is what they should have. They should have announced all this stuff a month or two ago when they announced the tickets. The tickets still aren't sold out. Yes. Which is wild because, like, PAX sells out in. People were tweeting at us oh, saying, I got my ticket. Oh, yeah, a bunch super of people. Yeah. excited. Yeah. That, it's yeah. great to see. Yeah, yeah we're so You're totally right, though. Like, if you got to take time off work or, you know, you got to book it's airfare. It's during the yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It is yeah, during the week. Like, it is a work day. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just a note that obviously we're going to have a ton of coverage uh, leading up to E3. And then at E3, uh, I think. I'm not going to get in trouble. I think we're doing some sort of a fan event ourselves. I'm fired. Good promo, Marty. I'm fired. Uh, and then obviously if you see any of us uh, roaming around the streets of L.A., don't yeah, hesitate to say hi. Or tell us that you don't like certain reviews. <laughs> no, don't do that. No one ever does that. reviews. Uh, yeah, so we actually uh, – now we're just going to talk about four games in a row that uh, are actually pretty cool. Smaller yeah. games that all came out within the tell, last tell week or two. Tale. I'm going to tell you a tale of Telltale's <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Episode 1. <laughs> I don't know the name of episode one. Tangled uh, up, in tangled blue. up in blue. Tangled yeah. up in blue. Oh, that's all... actually my favorite Bob Dylan song. I should know that one. <laughs> They're all named after different songs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Episode two is Lay Lady Lay. <laughs> episode three is <laughs> the Hurricane. No, one of them I think is Don't Stop Believing. Okay, that's uh, awesome. Cool. Big brass band. Um, episode four. So, uh, Jonathan, you're obviously probably the biggest Guardians of the Galaxy fan in the office. I adore it. Yeah. yeah you yeah. played episode one. Yes. Yes, what I did. Do you? Uh, think? I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it is a very solid start. Uh, it didn't blow me away necessarily, and it didn't disappoint me. It was sort of what I expected of a very good Guardians Telltale game. Okay, Uh, I think they do what the movie does, and they use uh, licensed music at points, which I think really elevates some of the moments. It's like uh, Hall and Oates comes in, or Yellow will come in. It's It's awesome that they actually got by the light those. They actually got those songs. Yeah, which I guess they did the same thing. Like all the opening credit scenes of Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah, it does a lot. That that was my favorite thing about. uh, Well, one of my favorite things about Borderlands was how the every song was set to that for the opening. Yeah. It seems they're going with that here, but even amping it up where action scenes or scenes that they're at a bar or something, yeah, and yeah. you'll hear a song kick in. So just to be clear, uh, this isn't like MCU. This isn't no. canonical with the movie. This is its own thing, separate from... It, it feels like a remix of things people will know from the movie and from the comics. Yes. Um, yep. I, I think that they know pretty clearly, and I, I got to speak with some of the Telltale developers and with uh, Marvel Games' Bill Roseman before it launched. Uh, they talked about how yeah, we know people are coming from this from the movie. Sure. Like, we know that is the, probably the majority audience mm-hmm. will be fans of the film. And so it certainly plays to that. There are Easter eggs that fans of the movie will get. Obviously, comics fans will, too. Uh, but it, it's very much the character archetypes from the movie are the character archetypes in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it does this really great job of, you know, obviously, there's the telltale choice system where everything you do will – it will remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this time around, what you do also doesn't affect just your relationships. It affects the relationships among the Guardians. Oh, so you'll make a choice that will affect how Rocket and Gamora talk to each other, not just how Rocket will talk to you. I like that. And that that – 
that underlying complexity I really appreciate and I feel like it will play out as the episodes go. And every episode is also very much a character spotlight episode. Okay. I don't know how it'll play differently, but the That's first cool. one is Star Lord. Yeah. So you go back, you you get some flashbacks of Peter Quill's life, and I thought the I thought the flashbacks were they're sort of flashbacks. I don't want to say too much about them, but yeah. they uh, I thought they were really well done. Okay. Yeah. Do we get to meet Groot in this first episode? Yes. Yeah. So who does better VO, Vin or the new VO guy? I mean, the, is it the new guy? Uh, it's Adam uh, Harrington, yes. who did yeah. Big B Wolf, yes. and yeah, really. Among Us, yeah. and and he does well. And he, is I it mean, different. He, it, it's very, it's almost identical. Oh, okay, um, I, he has to do a lot more. I am Groot's. I feel like, especially he will have to in five episodes. Yes. And I was already picking up the differences in tone. Yeah, I was, I was, which is what's important. You yeah. need to know if he's sad or happy or excited. Yeah. I was wondering about that. Like, if, yeah. if it's weird because I didn't read the comics. I just saw the movie. But yeah. is it weird going into? Guardians of the Galaxy, like expecting to hear Chris Pratt's voice and yeah. like not hearing it. There, there's a couple where was, I thought Scott Porter as uh, Peter Quill Star Lord did a good job. Yeah. It's, it's a slightly different uh, Star Lord. Uh, some of the character voices feel like they are riffs on the movie voices. Oh, okay. Uh, which obviously it could be the voice actors just either it's the direction or it's just them taking time to get into the characters. Mm-hmm. But something like <laughs> a Yondu felt like it was very much like. Oh, this is the Yondu from the movie. Yeah, yeah. it's done slightly differently. Someone doing um, the voice of the actor, doing the voice of the character. Yeah, yeah, but but granted, usually it was the characters who didn't have that much time on screen, oh, yeah. so they didn't have enough time in that episode to become distinctive. Yeah. And there's yeah. nobody from the movie, right? No, no, it's not yeah, the like because like Rockets, uh, Nolan North, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's that's Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So you're 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 sort of with this. Yeah, totally. You're, you're I, I'm, the season. Yeah, I think it was a very solid start. Uh, we'll see where it goes, but if they keep doing sort of the, uh, it's lighter, but it has. As the emotion that I care about with the Guardians. Yeah. Cool. Out of curiosity, where would you put it on the, the echelon of Telltale Games for uh, you? So for me, actually, Borderlands is my favorite. Yeah. I'd probably go Borderlands in terms of openings, Borderlands, uh, Walking Dead Season 1, yeah, um, and then this and Wolf Among Us are like right near each other. Nice. I'd cool. say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, very cool. I'm really excited to play this. And then you waste by your enthusiasm. I'm not even there yet. So. No, no, no. I still had a little bit more. I still had a little bit more to say about Guardians of the Galaxy. I wanted to ask you how the action scene was because they were telling me when I hosted the panel that it has like the craziest action scene they've ever done. It's a mature way. Yeah. Stop trying to pull your voodoo. No, it's still not time. Damn it! I want yes! the action scene. Yes. You know who would have been great at that segue, Vince? <laughs> Just tell me about the action scene. Uh, so you primarily play as Star Lord throughout the episode, but you will occasionally get to play as the other Guardians, and you especially do that in the action scenes. So it'll hop between uh, the first episode. This isn't a spoiler because they show it. You fight Thanos, mm-hmm. and so the action action scene you'll be fighting him as Star Lord. Star Lord mm-hmm. will get knocked out. So Gamora will come in from behind and like surprise attack him, whereas oh, cool. Rocket will be flying around or trying to like sneak by. Uh, so it feels more intricate. Uh, yeah. it's, it's still the telltale, you know, press here, button press right button. Yeah. yeah, but it, yeah. I enjoyed that it was swapping between these characters. That's cool. yeah. yeah, that's why. Like, I feel like when a telltale fight scene is good, quote unquote, yeah. it feels like you're choreographing a fight scene. Yeah, it feels play or something. It yeah. feels more natural, and I think definitely there was a second fight in the episode against the main villain of the story, who I don't want to spoil who it is, but they um, it's, wo- it's Wolverine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not canon. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's X-23. Yeah. And then uh, – it's a good film. Uh, when you're in this fight, it definitely felt a bit more uh, choreographed and I enjoyed that yeah. one more so than the Thanos fight. But the Thanos was very much an introduction to them. Good. So, very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So episode one is out now by the time you're yeah. listening to this. Uh, so expect probably one-ish a month until the end of the earth or like five months from now. Yeah, they're doing like 72 episodes. Yeah, that's yeah, how long great. the Earth has lasted. Wow, that's not, that's not very long. 
Uh, I've been watching The Leftovers. Your own religion right. here. Uh, purely out of spite, I'm going to switch two of these around and talk about the Disney <laughs> Afternoon Collection. Uh, how are those segues, boys? I would have had some one. some tales uh, to tell, you, some yeah, duck tales. You beat me to yep. it. You're going to duck that voodoo Vince uh, one. We, <laughs> we can just gloss over this really quick because I feel like we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but the Disney Afternoon Collection uh, came out this week, and it's super cool. Uh, it compiles uh, a lot of the old NES games, including Chippendales, Rescue Rangers 1 and 2, DuckTales 1 and 2, Tailspin, which sucks, and uh, Darkwing Duck. Um, which also sucks. But, yeah, a little bit. But the collection is really cool because, uh, first off, it has a bunch of museum stuff. So yeah. you, uh, yeah. it's sort of like Rare Replay in terms of like a lot of like love to the concept art, to the yeah. old uh, pixelated designs, yeah. to the music. Uh, and then it also has a rewind feature, which... Yeah. Uh, again, uh, uh, Ray Replay had, but it is so necessary in some of these games because these games are hard as balls. They're so hard. Like yeah. going back and playing NES games that I played as a kid, I'm like, I don't know how I did this. Yeah. You know, like Ninja Gaiden took me Persistence. five days yeah. to beat, yeah. and you had, to leave, you had to leave. Your, yeah, you had to leave your NES on for five yeah. days and hope your mom didn't turn it off while she was vacuuming or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and this time with that rewind, watching Sam play this, uh, Sam Claiborne mm-hmm. did the review. He's super into retro games. Also, great review. It's just, Sam nailed it. But um, watching him play it with the rewind i'm like i would have been dead yeah i, I would have died there yep would have died there yeah definitely would have yeah. died there um yeah it's just a really cool thing it comes at a budget price and it's something that i want i think it'd be really cool if other studios do this if, i mean if disney does this with a 16-bit version i yeah. think it would be great totally. oh my god a lot the of movies. King, yeah yeah, yeah. um Which they re-released uh gog i think got them uh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, a lot Mania. of those came out. Uh, yeah, Disney, there was good Mickey games, yeah. Mickey Mania, yeah. Castle of Illusion, um, which they remastered not too long ago. Yeah, that's right. And then I think it would just be cool if I don't know if like Konami did this with a lot of their old games. I know Konami's sort of a swear word now. Like, yeah. I feel like yeah, they have to bleep it when I say it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, stuff with like the original Contra games. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even, yeah, being able to play the original I mean, Metal Gear games. Capcom's already doing it. Yeah, right. Much, so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It would be sexy if they remastered. No, uh, I'm going back to Vo- no, I'm going back to Voodoo Vince. Actually, I was just swapping the no, two. Of them. It works both oh, ways. Oh, no. It'd be sexy if they remastered Chippendale. Got you. Checkmate. <laughs> I bet everyone's like, "What's going on with that sexy game?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll yeah so uh, another uh, what's new is uh, or what's old is new uh, this week. Voodoo Vince remastered uh, comes out, uh, which I am super excited to play yeah. because, uh, like Ukulele, this is a 3D character platformer that sort of harkens back to the late '90s, early aughts when those games were everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Voodoo Events was an Xbox Xbox exclusive, probably aside from Psychonauts, the best 3D platformer on Xbox. Yeah. Um, and the thing about the game is, I think the reason it holds up well is because the art design, the setting, and the music are so good. Right. Mm-hmm. It takes place in their version of New Orleans. It's, just, like it's super weird. Yeah. 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 It's super weird. Uh, the music's incredible. It has that smoky jazz across the whole thing. You're going on the bayou. Um, and also the fact that like your abilities are pretty much various ways to kill yourself yeah, yeah. because you're a voodoo doll which in turn kills your enemies around you it's, it's such a cool idea like yeah. there's one point in the review uh, video where he drops an anvil or a safe on his head and kills himself yeah and, and it's like it'll drop it on everyone around yeah, you yeah. yeah it's so awesome um yeah so this is one of those games that again at a budget price that if you know if you remember this game fondly from the original xbox uh, i recommend checking it out if only as a sort of nostalgia hey please keep doing this with games because oh, like, yeah. I want Crimson Skies and I want Mech yeah. Assault and yeah. I want a lot of those old games. Uh, like we know we're getting Phantom Dust yep. remastered yeah. still well, in theory. Yeah. I think we are. Sad. He, yeah. Phil tweeted out a picture. Shared an image. Yeah, the yeah relatively. Oh, yeah, it's been ages. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's another thing. And then another game that uh, released relatively recently, I think last week was The Sexy Brutale. Yes. Which you reviewed, Jonathan, I and I bet uh, 99% of the audience 
thinks it's a it's a porno. Probably, yeah. uh, but it's actually a great murder mystery puzzle box of a game. I mean, that's uh, what most sex is. Yeah, yeah. sure. No, yeah. Not, I don't know what murder mystery. Get that out of here. Yeah. No. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Anyway, uh, I get. Marty's just going to be in that position the whole time. Uh, Don't talk to me. Uh, I, yeah, I gave Sexy Brutal in 8.2. Um, it's from wow. uh, Cavalier Studios and uh, Tequila Works, the guy's doing Rhyme. Uh, and it's this really cool – it was sort of off my radar and then I had it described to me as basically – uh, there's a mansion that you're in. You're a guest at a mansion where the people who work at the mansion are killing all the guests. And you are reliving the same day over and over. So it's a Groundhog Day scenario. You're the only one who knows you're living the day over and over. Oh, wow. And so you are basically tasked by someone else. You don't know who this person is coming to. You're tasked with solving the murders. And so what you do is you basically you follow the guests around. You can never be in the same room as them. Uh, it's just like one of the rules of the world. Uh, you have to follow them around. You listen for clues, uh, figure out what in the environment will prevent them from dying and then you basically sort of like an adventure game you figure out like oh if i hit that button it will cause that camera to go on and they'll be saved mm-hmm. uh so you basically figure that out in each scenario of like i think it's eight or ten people that you save and basically you go through different parts of the mansion they're all sort of secluded to the casino or the guest rooms or the theater and every environment feels different and fresh and solving every puzzle is unique and cool. the, all of the characters are just they're really like quippy like snippy at each other um, and there's is it quippy or snippy? It's it's <laughs> snippy. Uh, snippy. Uh, snippy. Squippy. Squippy. The new Nintendo game. I was about to say my favorite oh, toad. Say, yeah. Squid, you like what you see? <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's really the style. I adore of it. I keep describing it as uh, chibi gothic because like they that. basically are all yeah. these little figures with like large heads. But it's a beautiful gothic mansion, and it's there's really this apt. amazing yeah. jazz soundtrack the whole time, sort of yeah. like jazzy piano and all this stuff. And it's just I couldn't stop playing it, and I'm excited to actually go back and finish, like play it again, yeah. even so though you, I know the solutions. You haven't saved all ten yet. No, I did. I finished oh, okay, it. I okay. beat the game. Uh, at the ending, it gets super surreal at the end. There are supernatural elements to this game that I did not expect but absolutely adored. I mean, you're cool. time traveling. Isn't it all about spooky? Even yeah. weirder. Like, it, it gets weird. Time travel. That's a really cool idea. It's yeah. like Clue yeah. meets Groundhog Day. Yeah. And it's it's very unique uh, compared to a lot of games out there right now, and yeah. I totally recommend it. It is maybe six hours. You could blaze through it in probably five, but it's wow. totally worth the time. Yeah. Uh, just visually, it looks really pretty. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was always fun to just go into a new room and see what the little uh, details that they put in were. Yeah. I think it's it's cool that we're getting this, uh, especially over the last couple of weeks, uh, a lot of smaller games, like not yes. in a pejorative sense, but mm-hmm. just like downloadable games that have mm-hmm. been really cool. Uh, but all of these, Ukulele, Snake Pass, everything we've mentioned here, yeah. uh, especially for people who just own an Xbox, because I feel like we keep talking about how Q1 was like a just like one of the all-time greatest Q1s, yeah. but I feel like that was if you either had a Switch and could play Zelda, or if you had a PS4 and could play Horizon. Persona and Horizon and yeah. Neo and Nier. Um, so I think it's cool that all of these games are sort of coming to everything, that we're finally getting this glut of awesome smaller indie games. Uh, yeah. Before the spring and summer of AAA across the board bonanza begins with like Injustice 2 next month. Yeah. Uh, we're getting Prey in a week and a half. Yeah, um, May. Early like, May. Yeah, yeah. I guess the Prey demo is coming. I guess we didn't talk about – did we talk about that last no. week? No. Uh, well, so, I don't think so. I think, I think I talked about them beyond. Um, so, yeah, the, we're getting a Prey demo a week before the game comes out. Yeah. I think said it's the first hour of the game. It's yeah. free. Yeah, that must download. be what we, we played at the preview event. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much. It's like an introduction to the powers and yeah, you yeah. turn yourself into yeah. a coffee cup. And, um, yeah. Okay, cool. So you guys talked about it, and I, I got to, or you guys played it, and I got to play a little bit more further on. So I guess mm-hmm. just talking about that really quick. Um, Prey is, like, people should not sleep on this game. It's so weird, yeah. right? Like, in a great way. Yeah, In totally. a really good way. Yeah, the opening really does feel, like, it's not, I don't know. 
a little bit similar to Bioshock, but just in a way that the opening to the first Bioshock was such an exciting, unexpected, immediately throwing you into this yeah, world yeah, yeah. and giving you this like, oh, this is where I am and this is what I'm going to do. Yep. Immersive environmental storytelling. Uh, it legit got me with a few scares. Oh, oh my god! Stuff. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I captured a bunch of footage from uh, a little bit later on in the game when when you could totally like go off the rails at your powers. Yeah. And uh, it was over preview build and with a lot of debug units preview builds. If you click in both analog sticks at the oh, yeah. same time, you bring up a debug menu. Yeah. <laughs> and I found out during that preview event that my default reaction when I'm startled is it's to a- press down on both my thumbs. <laughs> Please, because just, uh, every time there is a jump scare in the footage, the debug menu comes out. And it's like six times in two minutes. I love you're in there like trying to make clip outs of this yeah. game. And you're and so like, going oh, in and clipping out one frame before the spook yeah. and one frame okay. after the spook. Yeah. And just sort of making my own spook. Um, yeah, really good. But the, the combat's really cool. It... it, mm-hmm. it Feels like a mixture of Bioshock 2 in terms of looking at the environment and being like, all right, I have these powers that are a little bit elemental. What can mm-hmm. I do? Uh, a little bit of Dishonored in terms of freedom of, yeah. of exploration and fighting. And then, I don't know, I felt like I was a Ghostbuster. Yeah, it yeah. seems like it's not just straight up combat. It's yep. not just straight up environmental stuff yeah. where you have to, you know, navigate or traverse. Yep. But it's a combination of those two mixed with these powers where I think Dishonored is a really, mm-hmm. like, I yeah. mean, you know, go figure, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I've been staying away from most of the stuff from after the first yeah. trailer just because I was so excited and I got those Bioshock vibes from yeah. the start. Oh, no. And sorry. No, no. I'm just saying, like, please do not. I know the opening's online. Don't yeah. watch it because, yeah. like, yeah. playing through the opening for the first time, I was like, oh, I didn't know this was the game. Was well, so yeah. I'm so excited to play that opening because what sold Bioshock 1 for me and made it, like, it ended up being one of my favorite games ever was I played the demo beforehand. Yep. And it's that opening and you get to the woman with the baby carriage. Totally. And she turns around. And I was like, oh, I need this game. Yeah. This will be my <laughs> yeah. game. There is and, sort of yeah. that moment okay. in the game where That's I'm like, awesome. oh, this is what the game's about. I'm totally sold. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think doing the hour-long demo is so smart because this is a game that is off everyone's radar, yep. seemingly. Like, we bring it up in the office. I feel like I brought it up to you, and you're like, yep. oh, is that like a summer game? I'm like, dude, that comes out in like two weeks. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, I know. It's one no of those, idea like, was right around the corner. Yeah. And, you, and you're totally right. Like, coming off, like you said, one of the strongest Q1s. Like, I've probably ever seen maybe yeah. in recent history yeah. um you know people are still playing horizon people are still playing zelda people yeah. are still playing these massive huge open world games and like prey seems like one of those cool unique games that isn't an indie title or something right like it's a it's a big game yeah. with a lot of cool ideas and like just watching that reveal trailer right like as soon as i saw that re- reveal trailer and every morning he like is slowly transforming yeah. and every morning like you have that again groundhog's day yeah, yeah. come up like it seems cerebral and unique enough that I think there's going to be some really, really good payoffs at the mm-hmm. end of it. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. and I definitely you can do it without the eye injector too. Oh, so there's a cool oh, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the cool things in the game is that you so because it's the year of the scan, you you were scanning a bunch of stuff, and the more you scan the aliens, the more sort of resource points you get into being able to uh, sort of give yourself imbue yourself with some alien powers. Right. But it's this uh, sort of give and take of do I want these cool alien powers but if I do too many the ship will start to view me as an alien yeah. and so turrets oh, will wow. be like nope you're, you've got some alien blood and you were firing on you yep. and so you're like I have these powers but it's also more of a pain in the ass because I'm sort of becoming an alien and these That's aliens awesome. aren't good yeah. it's a cool give and take yeah, yeah. But I mean, just just the uh, the visual of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like just the visual of you injecting something into your eyeball. Oh yeah, like that whole thing, uh, the, yeah. the looping. <laughs> yeah. no, no, thank you. The looping, <laughs> repeating day. Like the the entire premise seems really really cool. Yeah. So, uh, 
Uh, yeah, I'm super stoked. That's uh, yeah, that and uh, injustice and rhyme. We got a good, we got a good May coming in, up. And pray too. I really like the office that you get to at the end of the demo. And mm-hmm. I messed around with the trash compactor thing yeah. a lot. It's yeah. really neat. You put garbage in it and it makes weapens and stuff. Oh yeah, it's really, it's I, like this is fun. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. yeah, you could totally just like, and it's one of those games you could like put stuff in a toilet and flush it. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. love. I like games. Can't do that in real life. If you give me a, t- <laughs> if you give me a toilet, don't get audited because that's bad. <laughs> if uh, yeah, if you give me a toilet in the game and don't let me flush it, uh, you should be arrested yeah they got <laughs> okay they got, they got dark uh all right so we will uh close out this week's episode with uh rapid but not rapid fire uh this is where when ryan's gone uh, i don't know how to put together a show and so i go into the facebook group which is facebook.com slash groups slash podcast unlocked uh if you have not joined that or if you have not joined our youtube channel you should subscribe to both uh, youtube.com slash ign unlocked uh we pulled some questions some of these have to do with games. Yes. Uh, most of these don't. Uh, Jordan Alvarez asked, uh, what is your favorite game of the early 90s? Being Born. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The Game of Life? I'm yes. <laughs> I love it because it also works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's just say 90 to 95. You, you can enjoy things from before you were born. No, that's illegal. That's illegal? <laughs> Marty, Marty, when did Mega Man X come out? Can I say Mega Man uh, X? That was, that was like Mega the, Man X, one a, of my favorite games. That's a good games. one. Yeah, mine's definitely – there's just – it's hard for me to choose – yeah, it's that Super Nintendo was my favorite console of all time, yeah, and so I'm it's in the exact same boat. Uh, Mario World, Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Chrono Trigger, Earthbound, Donkey Kong Country. Final Fantasy. It's just yeah, Final Fantasy. Mario RPG. Uh, same window. I believe it was '95 because yeah, it was okay. right before yeah. then. Snuck in there. Came out. I'll yeah. take that one. Um, um, mine's definitely still my favorite game of all time, which is Ogre Battle March of the Black Queen. Such a long name. Nobody yeah. really knows what that game is, yeah, yeah. but it's this cool, like, it's kind of like Civilization before Civilization was Civilization, like in the current form of it. Um, someone's going to go fact check the years on that. Actually, prove me wrong, but, um, yeah, super cool, like, grand campaign style with tactical fighting and controlling points. And it's just, it's still to this day, it's on the, the eShop for the Nintendo. Like, you can, Find it and play it. It came out on PS1, I think, as well. But um, by far my favorite game. Hundreds and hundreds of hours yeah. spent over summers where I had nothing to do. So I just played that game. Yeah. So good. Are you just sticking with life? Just <laughs> the game of life. Uh, no, I think it would be because I didn't have a SNES at all. Uh, so I came to a lot Sorry, of those what? games later. Dude, S- yeah, there was a big yeah. online argument today over I whether you called it SNES or SNES. Beg your pardon? SNES. So I came to all that stuff like when there were GBA ports and all that stuff. So, But for me, I think Mario World's probably the Mario I've played the most in my life. It's also Best Mario. Fantastic. Best Mario. Tyler Oakley asked, what are your opinions on Stephen King? You like Stephen King? I do. The Stand was the first Stephen King book I read, which I think was a, it's a biggie, a great choice yeah. and a big mistake because yeah. it's now one of my favorite books of all time. So it made everything else have to live up to that. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, but so I've I've read that, The Dark Tower, and then a couple other miscellaneous short stories and novels. Uh, yeah, if people he used to make a lot of made-for-TV movies. Yeah, a lot right. of his stuff. Well, get, yeah, and it was a big happen. deal. Yeah, yeah. I feel again. It felt like in the '90s, like every yeah. year we got something. Well, he yeah. had this whole thing where he, I think, yeah. he, as long as he was approved of something, he would sell the rights for like a dollar. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. was his whole wow. gimmick. Yeah. He like didn't want to be involved or something. Or, yeah, or, or, like didn't, didn't, didn't want any creative control. This yeah. was after The Shining because The Shining came out. Stanley Kubrick's yes. The Shining, which yeah. is he, one of the best horror movies of all time, and Stephen yeah. King was like, I don't like it. Yeah, he hated it. This isn't my book, and like, but this is really good. Which is funny because then. The It miniseries came out. I think it was a two-parter, yeah. and uh, not very good. Not very good. Not I, I mean, it's it, it's good, right? Like it's it's terrified the hell out of me when I was a it's kid. Super cheesy now. Yeah, it's super cheesy now. Like especially the ending. I'm like, especially oh. when you view it in comparison. I mean, like, granted, we only saw sixty seconds, but yeah. the trailer, trailer, you're like, oh, oh this looks great. God. Which is yeah. that trailer is the most viewed trailer of all time in its first twenty-four hours. Yeah, like, wow, it really? broke all of the Wait, records. It, I thought it was Ragnarok now. 
No, that was from oh, Marvel's. Yeah, no, Marvel's it is game. overall like the most watched trailer, and yeah. there's something there. Well, I yeah, think because every, everyone has that that visual uh, reminder of Stephen Curry as it, like yeah, yeah. waving across yeah. across the yard. It's and it's Tim like, Curry. Steph Curry is a basketball player. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone has Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry just waving and then and then dunking a three. All those three pointers. Yeah, exactly. Flushing a three. You guys ever see at pupil? It's actually yeah. based on one of his one short, of his short stories. stories. I actually really like that. Yeah, book. so do I. So messed There's up. like a bunch of random movies that like Shawshank Redemption is based off one of his short stories. Yeah, um, the, one, the one with Johnny Depp. Uh, Secret Window. Secret Window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, uh, the miniseries Hulu did for eleven twenty two sixty three is actually pretty good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That was James uh, Franco. Really yeah, especially because that book. There are parts of that book I adore, and then parts that are super boring. Yeah. You know what sucks? Uh, Under the Dome. TV show and book. Oh, God. <laughs> to recap that show. Yeah. Oh, why'd you do that? Uh, I guess you were for money. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> I was being paid to do it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> why do any of us Yeah. Uh, but yes, The Dark Tower is a thing everyone should also read. It's yeah. the greatest thing other than Lost. Uh, speaking of, Michael Steinman says, if you were in charge of a Lost game, what studio would you hire and what type of game would it be? I would Marty. retain it and let it die. <laughs> Marty. So we've had it. we've had one lost game. I thought Adamus. about it. Yeah, lost via Damos by Ubisoft. It was a it was a bad video game. Ooh, don't yeah. do that. Yeah, don't talk about that video <laughs> game. Uh, I could totally get behind a Telltale game. Uh, I I feel like I wouldn't want AAA bombast. I would want. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like studios that have done Heroes of Mysterious Space. Explore it, and I'm like Firewatch on an island. Yeah, sort of with, with player unknown battlegrounds. But. <laughs> so, so well, you're not you're not off. I, like immediately, what I thought of in my head was the culling, right? Yeah, Where it's yeah. just all the characters yeah. from the show on the island, and they all pair off in groups of two, <laughs> and you have to get into the hatch first, and then kill each other. <laughs> yeah. All right, that, that would kinda, that's a remix yeah. of that. Yeah. Kind of down with that. I'll that take the cool. guys who made the sexy brutal. I like the, just yeah. the murder mystery puzzle box sort yeah. of thing. If they could figure out a way to use some of those elements, what uh, if what if. Uh, that game company took the sort of controls and visual language of flower, mm-hmm. but you were the smoke monster. Oh my god! <laughs> Just oh my god. The other, <laughs> you would be the smoke monster, or the polar bear, one yeah. or two. <laughs> but you have to use tilt controls. You have to use. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, I think smoke. I think yeah. seriously, like the what if you distill Lost down, it's the mystery and, yeah. Yeah. and the, the characters, the what's yeah. happening, and the characters interacting with each other. So, like, um, I don't think in Uncharted. Would be the way to go no, with this, no. but, but like exploring that island and uncovering stuff, it, like almost like the witness kind yeah. of. Ooh, yeah. I always like. I just like to pretend that the witness was just on a Dharma. Like everything was a Dharma initiative. Yeah. <laughs> I finished the game. I know what the end of the witness was. But it's like, no, man, I'm pretty sure it's a Dharma it's a initiative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the witness too. We've got to go back. <laughs> uh, Robbie Smart asks, "What is your favorite TV show slash movie that's really meant for kids?" That's a good question. I feel like that's tough because the line is being blurred more and more these days. Yeah. Like things that are for kids are yeah. also made for adults in mind. Yeah, like I think SpongeBob. Samurai Jack and Ninja Turtles. Yeah. yeah. Right. Those are pretty right. good you ones. You could yeah. say that, but. I Samurai think like Jack SpongeBob or Fairly Odd Parents, right? Like both na- are Cartoon Network stuff that. Uh, Nickelodeon. Cold- what? Actually, it's Nickelodeon. Oh, it's actually Nickelodeon. Wow. Actually. Wow. <laughs> actually, it's about Nickelodeon. That's what happens when you sit up push your glasses. Uh, I remember, I remember yeah. the day Fairly Odd Parents debuted alongside Invader Zim. Yeah. Did it really? Yeah, oh they God. debuted together. Well, Invader Zim's another good one. Yeah. Anyway, excuse me. Sorry. Both Nickelodeon shows <laughs> that uh, um, are ostensibly meant for kids, but yeah. like have really deep cuts for adults yeah. in there too you know yeah same thing with like adventure time yeah like well, yeah uh, adventure time I, I, mean, I almost think that's an adult cartoon yeah like, that kids just like the adventure oh, time pilot is so good yeah, yeah. yeah. i just any pixar movie yeah pretty much any pixar Inside movie out. i mean ultimately yeah. like most marvel movies a kid can watch yeah. i guess they're getting a little bit darker now like kids yeah that's probably. true 
don't need civil wars. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I still like Batman the Animated Series. You have a Gargoyle shirt on. That show still yeah. rules. Gargoyles. Oh, Gargoyle was awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 sure. Yeah. I love that show. Um, and then I had the VHS board game too that came with it. I totally had that too. Yeah, that was great. Uh, long history with Gargoyles. I had an unrequited love with the daughter of the creator of Gargoyles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So did, also the weirdest thing was so did Zach Ryan before either of us met each other. Oh, that's that girl? Yeah. yeah. You met the book? The Gargoyle. The Gargoyle. <laughs> what a script. Uh, TMNT, the original, the first movie. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just yeah. so good. Yeah. And it's so dark. Yeah. I like the first time. Kids don't realize how dark it yeah. is. Yeah. I still watch Labyrinth a bunch. Labyrinth is that movie's messed up because it's got uh, like child child capturing and yeah, just, kidnapping and, and like junk. It's like forward just facing a junk. big cod piece. That's, yeah, that's just like, I think that cod piece has more screen time than Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, also, Willow is such a Willow's good really movie. good. Yeah, that also is just a phenomenal cod piece. Yeah, Warwick Davis just <laughs> yeah, really yeah. hanging it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, bad lieutenant. A lot of. <laughs> <laughs> Reservoir uh, dogs, yeah. really great. Yeah. Yeah. Reservoir dogs meant for kids. It's about colors. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, last question, I guess two questions. Uh, Michael Martinez asks Kendrick's new album, "Damn." Discuss slash Gino Fidelli asks music tastes, favorite genres, and or artists. Uh, I have. I don't know. Question. I didn't understand the first part of the question. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't yeah. listened to "Damn" yet. I'm, you haven't? I know. I'm a real bad oh, okay. rapper. I've been playing Persona Five. I don't have time for music. Uh, I just we we gamified Dam this weekend, which was the exciting thing. We we basically got into conspiracy theories about Dam. There was this whole big internet thing that he was going to release a second album on Easter Sunday as a symbol of like death and resurrection because it came out on Good Friday. Didn't happen. Yeah, he just did a concert. Uh, but it's a, it's a really good album. Just yeah. a concert. Just, just he just, just had like Coachella. Just like an incredible concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were no all just like waiting. We were looking through these theories of how there are fourteen tracks which represent the fourteen stations of the cross. Oh my god! And we we were going like lyrical analysis into it, like looking at the back of the CD cover art. It went. Yeah, this was all going on while we were covering. Star Wars celebration. Yeah. Dude, I feel like the the wall of your apartment right now is just <laughs> pictures and red string and like the whole thing. It was like Andrew and I were yeah. here covering Star Wars celebration with them, and like we would just be like writing and then look at each other like, "What is happening?" It's so funny to watch the internet be like, "We have to solve this <laughs> mystery." And sometimes yeah. PR's like, "Hey, there's no there's mystery." No mystery. Exactly. The worst part was it <laughs> sort of seemed stop. like his PR was playing into it. Yeah, so that oh, is yeah. smart. Well, yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's, everyone's it's, talking about our product. Yeah, go nuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that. Anyway, in general, Kendrick is a very good. Artist. I agree. He's a good kid in a mad city. First first name basis now. (laughs) Kendrick and I. I'm in the metal. Yeah, Alana Marth. Uh, yeah, Wait, what is, is that the name of the? Alana's <laughs> uh, in the metal. You have, you have the metal. wrong cast member here. Oh, Alana's okay. super in the metal. What are you doing? Uh, I was, I would say rap, but I'm a fake rap boy. Uh, rap. Wait, if you haven't you heard, heard damn. these conspiracy rap, theories, emo and jazz, the big three, and just awful '90s one-hit wonders. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like opening up a YouTube playlist of best of the '90s. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of S Club Seven. It's really, I know. yeah. I, I feel like I should know. I, I was like, is that blue? But that's Eiffel 66. That was actually pitch perfect, so we're going to get a YouTube copyright strike. <laughs> I like some rap. I like kind of any song that tells a, a good story. story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should listen to S Club 7's Don't Stop. It's definitely about not stopping. Uh, yeah. Never give up until you reach the top. Those never are give lyrics. up until you reach the top. It's, it feels like a lot of work. Like, <laughs> just a lot at a certain of, point, you should probably be Club like, seven I'm, believes I'm closer. To, like, I'm not yeah, halfway I'm yet. Near, so I'm, I'm more near the bottom, so if we could just... Just going to stay here. Put a pin yeah. in this. Yeah. It's life in a hole. Uh, well, that was unlocked. It <laughs> uh, was definitely unlocked. That was yeah. definitely unlocked. Uh, if you like this, we have a ton 
of other uh, really great IGN shows. Uh, Destin, you are on Fireteam Chat. That is correct. Posts when? Friday at 5. Friday at 5. That is all about Destiny, Destiny-related things. Subscribe on YouTube.com slash Fireteam Chat. Boom. And uh, what are we, we're a month-ish away from the – almost exactly a month reveal. away from the May reveal. May 18th, one month. Uh, so okay. 29 what days today. Yeah. 29 days left today. Who's counting? Though? 19. <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, you can find me on uh, Podcast Beyond, which is our uh, PlayStation show. Uh, a lot of us are frequent guests on Game Scoop, yep. which uh, hosts every Friday, which is just our sort of all-around everything show that Damon hosts. Jonathan, you're on NBC. Yeah. yeah. Lunch, and then we're all on uh, IGN Plays Live, which airs uh, from 1 to 3 uh, p.m. Pacific, various days a week, including maybe Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know if it does. <laughs> <laughs> Typically Tuesdays. Let me, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Me ask, new, I was like, for, that's for a new release day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Airs typically Tuesdays. Yeah. Uh, new release day, and often if there's like a major release or something happening midweek, we'll, we'll yeah. launch that day. But every Tuesday is the mm-hmm. plan. Any, any hot new game. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Also, this doesn't have anything to do with Xbox, but you should watch uh, Link Together, which is Zach Ryan and Brian yeah. Altano's show where they play show. Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, but one of them has the left Joy-Con and one of them has the right Joy-Con. They've gotten pretty good. They've gotten Dude. incredibly yeah. good. At the shit. Yeah. Like, I, I, I saw a gif of them fighting a boss, and I was like, yeah. no, yeah. Like, that, that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. It's really good. Because I think when they started off, they were they're playing the game for the first now. time, yeah. but then they both beaten the game separately, yeah. and so now they're like, yeah. all right, we're going to kill it. Yeah, that first yeah. episode, they're like falling off cliffs. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this show's never going to end. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, check out all those shows. Uh, like, subscribe. I don't know if you, you probably can't do that to a show. It doesn't matter. It's fine. You're all great. Uh, Ryan will be back next week. It'll be much less worse than this week. Uh, for Marty, uh, Brandon, Jonathan, and Dustin, this was Beyond Unlocked episode 200. (laughs) We're doing it live. And we out. (laughs) Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.